0: Hi guys, my name is Lavanya and welcome back to the full-time show, Sportstar's Indian Super League Special Podcast. Now the date is 14th April 2020 and last month on this very date, the Indian Super League final was played for the 2019-2020 season. Uh, Chennai FC and ATK took each other on after a stellar run in the group stages. Each of them were vying for their third title which would have been a record uh, in this tournament's history. And we saw ATK managing a 3-1 win quite comfortably and then eventually going on to lift that title. Obviously, now the world finds itself in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. This health crisis has left countries dealing with a lot of repercussions and, and one of the collateral damages has of course been sport. We've seen widespread cancellations of leagues across different sporting disciplines. Of course, the Tokyo Olympics has also been postponed. It's not an easy crisis to deal with. And we are the privileged ones who are saying that, you know, we don't have to sit down. We we don't have sports to watch. Uh, While the larger ramifications of this pandemic is, of course, hunger, lack of access to healthcare, and other very, very serious issues. Now, we have so many of our uh, medical professionals, police officers, your daily vendors, people who supply essential services and... um, journalists who are covering cases across the world who are, who are bringing live updates about this pandemic to you on your mobile phones in your houses we've got all of these people who are working out there in the front line and before we move ahead with the show all of us here at sports star would just like to say thank you to all these people who are working there who are giving us the information we need who are trying to keep us safe and secure who are bringing us our essentials in times like this uh this episode this is our tiny little way to help people who are in the comfort of their houses during this lockdown. Of course, in India, we've had an extension of the lockdown. So we're going to be stuck at home till the end of the month. So we really hope that at a time when there are no sports, uh, this podcast sort of helps you go back to an easier time. We hope Spot helps you ease a little bit of the boredom, ease a little bit of the restlessness of just getting stuck at home. And uh, we want to keep the conversation going. We want to keep Spot alive in the safest way possible. So anyway, that's it for all the gloom in this episode. Let's head right back into the game that we're going to be discussing, into the season that we're going to be discussing in fact. And to do this, I have my colleagues Ashin Prasad, Shyam Vasudevan and Mansi Patak who have at various points been a part of this podcast and who have brought these games for you even live from these stadiums. And we are going to begin from the end. Ashin was there for the final at the Fortuna. He was one of the few souls who were sitting in that empty stadium and watching this game. But it was an amazing contest and Ashin's got a lot to tell you about it. So let's just head straight into it.
1: Hello Lavanya and hello everyone. Hope you're all home and safe. I'm here to discuss the ISL uh, season for the last time. And uh, as you all know, the ISA final happened on March 14 between Chennai FC and ATK. And the match uh, ended with ATK coming out on top with a 3-1 win. In the days leading up to the final, FSDL announced that the match will be played behind closed doors. Which wasn't the greatest of news for the fans who had invested so much through the course of the season. Um, Especially Chennai fans who I got to speak to saying that... Uh, The the, considering the kind of run they were on uh, coming from the brink of uh, having their season end prematurely to making to the final, uh, that was some script for them. But unfortunately, they couldn't be part of it uh, in the final with their team. But even then, a few of them had uh, made the trip to Goa, a handful of them whom I got to speak to before the start of the final. Uh, they lit up the flares and like welcomed the team bus as they entered the ground. And even before the game, uh, considering this was such a unique situation, uh, where bo- both the coaches and the players, uh, say Owen Coyle or Antonia Habas or Roy Krishna or uh, Lucian Goyan, they never played a match uh, in a closer atmosphere before. Uh, but that's something which was beyond their control, but again, there is a prize to uh, uh, play for, which is the trophy. Uh, and that's some, something which kept them occupied and not think about the fact that it will be a closed-door game. And uh, I, for instance, was among a few uh, journalists who were at the stadium, um, Some, a handful of 20, uh, I guess. Um, some of them were local reporters uh, uh, and few from uh, Calcutta were uh, there at the match as well. I'm not sure if I was the only one from Chennai. Like, it seemed like the atmosphere didn't seem to matter because Chennai came out of the blocks so quickly. They ha- they could have been 2-0 two, two up by the third minute. Uh, Rafael Kravlaro's chipped effort was blocked off the line by Prabir Das. And um, Valskis, who has been on terrific form, but he, could, he, he should have done better with that effort in the third minute, with his left foot, he striked against the post, and in that in that instance, it kind of felt like you know, the like you've have, you've have seen football matches in the past where when teams come out of the blocks and when then they don't take those chances in the first few minutes, it can come back to bite you, and eventually that's what happened for Chennai. Even Owen Coyle admitted uh, that later that like you know they should have had the ch- they should have taken the chances and punish ATK otherwise the game the opposition with the quality they have they will come back to bite you ATK as we all know they had uh, the likes of Roy Krishna and Dave Williams and uh, they did combine which as they have done throughout the season but uh, it was a different kind of combination where Roy uh, ran onto a a long ball and he seemed to be playing the ball for Williams who was making the run in and Williams uh, sidestepped and allowed uh, Javier Hernandez uh, to score a beautiful volley. That that's so one of those goals which uh, is fitting for a final to uh, fitting to open your account for the season as well. Uh, he caught it sweetly, hit it against the turf, and left and the ball leapt over Vishal Kate's outstretched arm. He couldn't do anything about it and. Uh, it was kind of like a sucker punch for Chennai and that, that was what will be the theme for the whole 90 minutes. Chennai would uh, have the ball and dominate position and uh, ATK were resolute in the back. They were well drilled in uh, when, they were, uh, when they were not in position. Uh, unfortunately for ATK though, they lost Roy Krishna to injury uh, in the 38th minute of the game. And Chennai uh, should have done better. They They did come back strongly into the game. They had a lot of chances, but uh, Arindam Bhattacharya, who's been a bit dodgy uh, the season with, uh, especially if you remember the first leg of the semi-final against Bengaluru. But uh, to, on that night, he was brilliant, like uh, in, the, in the time, in the, between the 25th and the 30th minute of the match, which I felt was uh, crucial because Chennai, up their tempo, were uh, stringing the passes together, moving quickly with their fr- front four interchanging. And uh, Chennai probably could have scored there, but Arindam was on hand to deny them. Then in the second half, as soon as it started, Edu Garcia, who was playing as a makeshift striker, he came on and uh, he scored a goal. Uh, It was a contentious goal though, because Chennai FC players were appealing that there was a foul on Eli Sabia in the lead-up to it, but the referee seemed to have not given a free kick. But Chennai... did have a chance to come back. Uh, Valskis scored a superb, uh, goal in the 69th minute, and that it all it gave a sense that like you know they could turn the corner, and come back into the game. And right immediately after that, in the next very next minute, Valskis had the chance to equalize as well, but uh, his shot was again pa- saved by Arindam, and I think that was the last straw because, uh, Chennai also didn't have enough quality on the bench. Uh, to make the difference in the game, their front four, as you all know, Valskis, La Changte, Krivularo, and Shambri, they have been prolific this season. And uh, for the most uh, part of the game, at least, I think at least until the 75th minute, uh, Owen Coyle kept kept, those, kept kept that pair undisturbed. Only in the 75th minute, uh, Shambri. Who retired after the final? He had to make way for Dragos, and Dragos couldn't make the difference. The the last fifteen minutes was say um, that that's something which Atk are used to. They have defend. They have in the if you have seen over the season, they have defended their leads well. Uh, they don't concede late in matches. So that's what was happening. And uh, the cherry on the cake was Javier Hernandez's second goal of the night which clinched the final for ATK and uh, it was just like Chennai and were going all out, um, they, the the centre back was playing as a makeshift striker which allowed uh, ATK to get their advantage and uh, score to make it 3-1. At the end of the night, Owen Coyle was very adamant that they were the better team on the night. I think he repeatedly said that for at least four or five times. Uh, saying that like, don't tell me that uh, it, that they were the better team. Because we had so many chances, we played the better football. But as you all know, you have to take your chances, and uh, which is something which he admitted as well and uh, he was also gracious in defeat in saying that ATK uh, d- deserved the title for taking their chances and uh, and also said that this, his boys will uh, learn from this defeat and uh, they'll come back better the next season.
0: Alright, now that we've discussed the final, it's time to discuss the two amazing success stories of this league Antonio Habas and Owen Coyle besides this we also are going to be looking at some of the standout performances certain players certain playing combinations and certain playing styles and strategies that sort of stood out for us a couple of takeaways for the teams if you will and for this I'm joined by my colleague Shyam Vasudevan
2: hey guys Sham here and I'll be discussing the uh Biggest success stories of the season as well as the ups and downs um of this year. And yeah, I think we'll start with the um the negatives. Uh, yeah, don't call me a pessimist. Uh, the negatives, yes, Hyderabad FC met the debut season this year, um, formerly known as Pune City FC. Hyderabad uh came into existence this year and had um, a woeful campaign. As I had struggled, I think they only had one win at home the entire season, and they managed to get 10 points from a possible from from 18 games. And it was the second-lowest tally in the ISL, um, only one point better than Chennai FC last year. So, I mean, they had uh, quite a, a poor season. But again, um, probably just beginner's luck not playing in their favour, if that's that's an explanation. But speaking of the highs, um, yeah, Chennai FC, I mean, what a remarkable, remarkable season for them. Um, the first few games were absolutely horrendous. They couldn't get a shot on goal. They couldn't get a single goal and got what like... Four points, I think, in the first few games. It was just horrible for them going through. The last season's um, um, bad omens seemed to be, um, you know, very much very much there and just like clinging onto their backs. But then they got the monkey off the shoulder, if I may, when Owen Coyle stepped in. And man, what a turnaround that was. I mean, he has been phenomenal with the club. And from, I think at one point, they were ninth on the table and to come all the way to finish fourth, you know, in the playoff stage, uh, so in the league stage and then to make it to the final was... Truly, nothing sort of spectacular. Probably one of the greatest um, comeback stories in, ice history for sure. Probably among the top comebacks in Indian football as well. And I think yes, um, if if we were to name um, the best coach of the season, had to it Owen Coyle because he came in mid-season and the way he got he got the team together because he had the same team virtually the same team that John Gregory had, you know. And but the way he just got the team together and um, the effective use of Danpal, sorry, of um, Edwin Vance Ball, because he really blossomed in his role this year. So, the way he used him with Thapa in midfield, as well as how he had the uh, the attacking quartet of um, Andre Shambri, Rafael Krivalaro, um, Nerej Nair and uh, uh, Changte. Lalinswara Changte was, was, was really good work on his part. So, I have to give kudos to him. Where he deserves it. But, of course, a close second would be uh, Sergio Lobera who was um, let go off by AFC Coa with... With with a month and a half left in the season, so yeah, Lubera did have a great season this year as well. Goa did um finish the league stage on top with uh, 39 points. Yet again, I mean Gorge has been so consistent through the years, you just expect the best from them. And they were the ap- absolute best this year as well. And they became they finished the league stage on top, making them the first um Indian football club to qualify directly for the uh, for IS sorry, first Indian Super League club to qualify directly for the AFC Champions League by virtue of finishing on top of the um, ISL league stage table and also on the winner's shield. But it wasn't enough, they couldn't get their hands on the title this year once again. They came close to it, just like last year, but it wasn't enough. And yes, of course we gotta talk about Habas. I mean, if you talk about managers performing well, it's gotta be Owen call number one. Um Lobera continuing off very, but I would probably put um Lobera on third and give um, Habas, Antonio Habas the second spot because Habas came back um to ATK after leading them to the first title. And what a resurrection it was for him. I mean, it, it was it was a comeback, it was a comeback of dreams. Comes in, he's got a f- phenomenal squad with the likes of uh, Roy Krishna, David Williams, uh, you know, at the helm and uh, at the front, and the two of them are obviously have this tel- this this telepathic connection, of having already played at Wellington Phoenix in the Australian league. I mean, the- these two guys are just absolutely phenomenal on the pitch, and Habas arranges team really well. He also, I mean, I-, I think one of his breakthrough stars this year was undoubtedly Prabir Das, right wing back who is. Truly, truly, truly inspirational, honestly. He was out of uh, action all of last year due to an injury, but the way he came back this year, he completely owned the flank and his, his pace, he's got terrific pace and he's got ter- uh, terrific ball control and his crosses have been really, really useful. He's got, I think, five assists. This season, the most for a defender and is quite remarkable and probably one of the success stories of this year's ISL un- undoubtedly. But yes, Habas, 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 the man of the moment. And of course, he's been also... Um, Announced as the coach for the next year when um, ATK ties up with Mohan Bagan, uh, and will play in the ISL. Um, so yeah, Sabas is back and he's here to stay. Clearly, I think expect a lot of interesting things from. Him, given how next year is going to shape up is still uncertain. Next season, sorry, depending on how uh, Mohan Bagan and ATK, um, are the players depending on how the roster looks like because Bagan themselves have a, um, a very 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 well balanced team with like the likes of. Papa Karab uh, Diwara. Diwara is one of the finest strikers in the league this season. They've got a lot of interesting foreign imports as well. So yes, I mean, uh, the, com- the combination of Mohan Bagan and ATK will be really interesting. And it's in- and it, it's 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 going to be a delight to see how Habas manages that. And uh, coming to players this year who have broken through, uh, Prabir Das, number one, undoubtedly. The best player this year, I would say, best Indian breakthrough star was Prabir Das. And along with him, I would say, uh, even his defensive uh, mate, uh, Sumir Rathi. So me, of eighteen years old, had a very good season. He was very strong on the back and um, played that left centre back role really well. And he's this is he's making his debut. He came through the I think he came to the academy ranks, spray making his debut and um, yeah, played fourteen games this year. So very good season for him as well. And I would also say Changte Changte has been on and off, but this year he's got seven goals to his name, and six came under in 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 the last eight matches under Owen Call. So which is really good for him. And Changte, I think. I think is the highest... Yeah, second highest Indian goalscorer this season after Sunil Chhetri. So, fine season for him. And of course, you got to talk about... When um, you talk about Chennai FC, the one man you got to talk about who's just been so consistent and so reliable. Every season has to be Aniru Thapa. Thapa, once again, you know, he 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 displays maturity just well beyond his age. He's got um, excellent ball control and he knows he looks at the passes and just has a clever... It's 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 almost like it's imbibed in him. It's just a clever way of football... So yes, Thapa, of course, um continues. I wouldn't say he had I, I wouldn't say he's one of the uh, breakthrough stars, uh, because he's 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 broken through for a while now. But yeah, one of the I think most consistent players in the uh in, 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 in this season for sure. A couple of other names as well, um, probably did well were um Jessel Carnero for Keller Blasters on the left wing. He played pretty well, also making his maiden season. So he was a good he was a good um uh, addition For Blasters this year. And of course, he was uh, he was a set of five assists this year. Again, a joint highest with Prabir Das. So he has Kanera a good season. So did Brandon Fernandez for Goa and Lenny of, um, Rodriguez for Goa. So, all in all, it was a pretty good season for Indians, I would say. But um, if you had to name three players, or probably two players who the best who probably um, controlled the season this year had sent tongues wagging, has to be uh, Valskis and uh, Roy Krishna. Both of them went into the final. Um, it was only fitting. They were both in the race for the golden boot. And it was only fitting that they both of them went into the final um, facing each other. Of course, um, Krishna couldn't complete the game, more into a hamstring injury. But uh, Valskis um, stuck on the night um, in 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 uh, well, in well vain. Stuck on the night and took over the golden boot. And of course, uh, there was this video towards the end where um, I think uh, Roy Krishna tells Valskis that it had to be you. You deserve it completely. And I'm really happy that you got the golden boot. So, I mean, these two guys are absolutely phenomenal. Valskis, the way he shone and Owen call was just honestly mind-blowing. mind, mind blowing. The way he and um Krivala combined and yeah, I think it was just the kind of stuff that you enjoy watching. It's just the true um, visual delight to watch. And yeah, I mean, um, he got on how many goals in total? Valskis had 15 goals and struck in each of his last 10 matches to take on the Golden Boat, Um Quite quite a, quite, a debut season for Lithuanian and Indian football. So I would say, yeah, Valskis was great. And so was, of course, Roy Krishna, the Fijian who is, with his burly physique and and his pace and wily footwork was a very tricky customer. Also finished on 15 goals. And I think he was also one of the finds of the season. And yeah, Abbas is a lucky man to have had um, Roy Krishna and David Williams. A lot rise on them coming in next year. That's with the ups and downs and the major uh, performers this year. Now over to Mansi to discuss what we have in store next year and um, a couple of rumours, I think. We have a couple of rumours regarding Indian coaches could probably be at the helm of ISL clubs next year. I think Mansi has got more, more for you on that. Over to you, Mansi.
3: Hello, everybody. This is Mansi Pathak. I hope all of you are doing well. And more importantly, that all of you are safe indoors. Please, please practice physical distancing. So another development that happened in the last few days uh, in terms of the Indian Super League was that a news report by the Times of India said that now Indians can coach the ISL teams. So the story is that anybody who is a pro license holder can now coach an ISL team. Uh, and there are a few pro-license holders in the country which means that Indians now have a chance of being coaches of ISL teams. So far, there has been no Indian who was the head coach of uh, ISL since it began in 2014. So, even when mar- there were marquee managers who were appointed for these ISL teams since its inception in 2014, uh, even the foreign coaches, they their appointment had to be approved by the league organizers okay so that is the IMG Reliance that is the ISL management they had to approve the appointment but as per what Marcus has reported for the Times of India a few days ago it says that now the decision to appoint a coach has been left entirely to the respective clubs and that the only requirement whether it's a foreign coach or Indian is a pro license is a pro license so all that a coach needs now to be eligible to lead a uh, Indian Super League side is that he or she should be a pro-license coach. So I was just taking a look at which are the pro-license holders in India and as per the AFF website I could gather around 17 names. So Henry Rosario, Mukesh Bhalekar, Bino George, Savio Medera, Naushad Musa, Derek Pereira, Herring Pilyang V. Saundra Rajan, Khalid Jamil, Thangboy Singto, Shabir Pasha, Santosh Kashyap, Satya Sagara, Hanumanta M, Francisco Da Costa, Mariano Dias and Hilal Rasool Pare. So these were the 17 names that I could gather from the AFF website. Uh, all the database that was available about Pro License, AFC Pro License holders on the website about 17 names. Now when we talk about how big of a chance do these coaches hold? Uh, that's quite debatable. So before going into that, uh, this development has not been confirmed or has not been has not become official. Like I S L has not announced it. This was a story that was done by the Times of India, and uh, since then there's been no confirmation. But when the news broke out, we we got in touch with uh, Thangboy Singto who was in the coaching staff of Odisha FC this year and he holds a pro license coaching badge. So when we got in touch with him and we asked him that uh, have you been informed by any of the league officials or any of the clubs, he said no. Uh, The information that he got regarding this was only through a news report, which is the report I have been citing. So as such, there has been no confirmation or no announcement on this. But uh, if this does get announced, or just discussing this based on the news report. I still don't think that an ASL club would go ahead with an Indian coach because there has been this mentality of having rather a foreign coach for your team. Like, even with the national team, we had Stephen Constantine, now we have Igor Stimach. So, I think in India, there is this entire perception that having a coach, having a foreign coach is better. I mean, few teams have their own reasons saying that if a coach has uh, managed teams abroad he or she may have a lot more experience and may have a lot more exposure about how about facing certain opponents who are at a certain level who play certain challenging level of football so even though there are quite a few Indians which which I have pro license I don't think that Indians would really get a chance uh, to have a head coach, to to become the head coach of an ISL team, although if it does happen it will be really really good because uh, while all of us discuss, while most of the fans and even experts discuss that uh, ISL should become like a competition where you ensure that your domestic players are doing well, that basically it serves for the growth and development of domestic players, be it the youngsters, the rookies or the ones who are in their prime. So when we are saying that it should become like a platform for the growth of Indian football, why not apply the same logic when it comes to coaches? Because we do have pretty good coaches, like we've had Indian coaches in the I-League as well, pretty good coaches like Khalid Jamil, he led ISOL to I-League victory. Then we've had pretty good coaches, B. Sandra Rajan is a reputed coach, Bino George with Kukulam Kerala, Henley Rosario who was there in the I-League this year. Then Shabir Pasha, who's been working with Chennai and F C Santosh Kashya once upon a time, was with Mumbai F C. And uh, Derek Pereira, of course, he was the interim he he, he was once the assistant coach of fc goa and then he took over the role of the technical director so yeah he's been a part of fc goa as well then you have nashat musa who's with bengaluru fc so these coaches do have experience of working with isl clubs or working with top division clubs working in the i league earlier yeah but i don't really see isl teams appointing these indian coaches at the head coach mainly because of this preference for a foreign foreign figure Let's say now there has been no official confirmation as well. So for all you know, this might not just turn out to be true. But if it is true, then that if a pro-license holder can coach an ISL team, then it would be really, really good to see an Indian actually take charge.
0: We've sort of rounded up what we wanted to talk about in terms of the final and a look back at this season of the ISL. Going ahead, we have had a lot more developments uh, take place over the last couple of weeks. If you look at it team-wise, we know for a fact that there have been coaching changes in several of the teams. We know that Albert Roca has taken over Hyderabad FC and we hope to see that churning results for them next season. We're hearing that Carlos Quadrat is set to stay in Bengaluru FC. Of course, he's got a contract going on till 2021. But there doesn't look like there's going to be much of a change in the coaching department for the former ISL champion. Owen Coyle, Chennai NFC's lucky charm, also had a contract drawn out only till the end of the season. So we still haven't heard about an extension. Going by the kind of run he's had, I personally would like to see him stick on. We are hearing that uh, Mohan Bagan coach Kibu Vikuna is all set to be signed by the Kerala Blasters. Uh, If you've been listening to these podcasts, and I'm sure I don't know if my colleagues will disagree with me, but we are huge fans of Ilko Shatori. Leave the coaching, leave everything else. He's just a personality that you cannot ignore. If this is true, if the Vekona to Kerala Blasters news is true, if we get a confirmation in the coming weeks, we're really going to miss seeing um, Ilko Story in that dugout. But it also means that we have this brilliant Dutchman who is up for grabs for the other ISL teams. So that's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Again, a couple of the initial whispers that we were hearing were that uh, FC Goa is interested in him but again these are all whispers we're just going to wait and um, give you the confirmed news as and when it comes. Talking about FC Goa a lot of changes there we know Sergio Libera left like Shyam mentioned the news is that Mumbai City FC has signed him on we don't know if Libera's coaching staff has gone with him but we do we are hearing that Mandar has followed his former coach into uh, the Mumbai City FC outfit. Now Goa also finds itself without the services of Peña, Carlos Peña, who has announced his retirement. As does uh, Chennai FC, who will find itself without Andre Shembri, who has also announced his retirement. So, a couple of uh, personnel changes here and there. Bengaluru FC has retained the services of Dimas Delgado and Eric Partolo. But again, they are going to have to take a long, hard look at their strikers so that it all doesn't fall on Chetri's shoulders come next season. Odisha FC, of course, is without the uh, services of Josef Gambau. This was a team that showed a lot of promise. He just couldn't get out of that mid-table area. So, Odisha is definitely one of the teams that I'd like to see have better fortunes next year, especially with what with Onwu and Cisco. If they could just manage to get a playing combination going and if they can uh, defend a little better, probably their fortunes next season will be a little different from what it was this season. Jamshedpur FC is one of the teams that had quite a good start right up front. But then it just tapered off as the injuries started creeping in. Uh, We hope this team has better fortunes next year. As of now, Eriondo is still there at the helm of the team. For now, of course, the teams that are in the spotlight will definitely be Kerala Blasters to see what's going on with the coaching department there. And of course, FC Goa with all the uncertainty going on around there. So we've got a lot to discuss in terms of all of these rumours finding fruition, the answers to so many of these questions with the league. And we are going to reserve that for another podcast because obviously when all of this settles down and when football kicks back up again, we may have the answers to these questions that you're looking for. We are looking for these answers ourselves. That's all we have time for in this episode of the podcast. It's been a pleasure bringing the Indian Super League to you through the season on this podcast thank you for being with us thank you for listening uh make sure you follow this podcast if you haven't already done it wherever it is that you're listening to this on for now stay home play it safe and until our next episode it's goodbye from all of us here at sportstar